This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. At Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers, incredible offers, and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. WOGL HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. The windmills are dead. Yes, good riddance to the windmills, at least for the most part, on the Jersey Shore as Orsted pulls out and his royal rugness, King Philip the Unaccountable, is not pleased, peasants. He is not pleased. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210. We have a massive, epic show for you. Senator Rand Paul is going to be on later. His new book out on Fauci. Congressman Jeff Van Drew is going to join us to talk about the windmills. And uh, we get a lot, so I'm glad you're here. Strap in. Senator Ed Durr is going to check in later. Election Day is coming up very, very quickly. Tonight I'll be speaking before the Montgomery County Republicans. I'm excited for that. So we got a lot to talk about. And, of course, my my, my move. So thanks to my buddy Michael Pelka for holding down the fort for the last couple of days while we moved. I'm exhausted. I've had no sleep. But we'll get through it. Don't you worry. And um, Opelka will be here at six because I got to get up to that dinner and speak tonight. So he'll take over for the final hour. And he's got Gordon Chang joining him later. So uh, big day, big four hours ahead. Don't go away. All right. Uh, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. If you want to weigh in today on everything we are discussing. Yeah. The big news about the windmills, though, uh, I was I was out yesterday with the kids, took a break from unpacking and went trick or treating. With the kids and we were walking around noticing how many people really Halloween is a, a giant excuse for adults to walk around and drink in public, which is nice. They all have their adult beverages, their roadies, the road sodas, as they're called, walking around. Kids had a blast. If you're interested, Claire was a rainbow unicorn. Reagan was Minnie Mouse. Patrick was some sort of Minecraft ninja who glowed in the dark or something. Anyway. Uh, we had a good time. And then I was out there walking around with the kids, spending some time with them, trying to stay awake. And I got the news. My phone started blowing up that the windmill project is officially dead, at least the Orsted part of it. So there's two. There's two different projects. And the big, massive one was the Orsted one. The other project, which is off of LBI, that's a different company. And as of now, that project is still going forward. But Given the uh, tremendous work by you and so many people involved in getting rid of these things and fighting back, and given the state of the economy and how these companies need massive amounts of government, we're talking billions of dollars of, of government money to make these things feasible, and people are realizing what it's going to cost them personally, and they're pushing back on them, these companies are turning around and saying, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I don't think I want to, I don't think I want to be part of this. And they're walking away. And the only way that's going to keep continue to happen is if the pressure is applied to them in a big way. Pressure has to continue to keep. We got to just apply it. Don't stop. Don't stop the pressure. Because the minute that you let up your foot off the gas here is when the companies turn around and go, oh, OK, maybe we can sneak this in. But Murphy was ticked off. I mean, he was not having a good Halloween yesterday. He was out there dressing up like a presidential candidate with his rug stapled to his head as his Halloween costume. And he tweeted out yesterday, today's decision by Orsted to abandon its commitments to New Jersey is outrageous and calls into question the company's credibility and competence. I have directed my administration to take all necessary steps to ensure that Orsted fully honors its obligations. This is because the state gave them massive amounts of cash. Remember when he went, when the king says this calls into question the company's credibility and competence. We've been saying those things 
we've been saying these things for quite some time now. So, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of questions about the, the, the credibility and competence of Orsted. And now we don't have to worry about it anymore. And it was great work pushing back. I normally don't have guests at the start of the show. I usually like to open up with a long monologue going in depth on various topics. But whenever Congressman Jeff Van Drew has time, I'll fit him in, especially on a day like today, to take a huge victory lap because it's a very well-deserved victory lap. So let me welcome to the show Congressman Jeff Van Drew. Hey, Congressman, congratulations. Well done. Thank you so much, Rich. Uh, this is, you know, yesterday was a good day. Today's a good day as well. So I'd say a couple things. Uh, there was a lot of people that helped and worked on this. You know, it came a long way from when I started uh, a number of years ago, and people said you have no chance. Uh, this is a done deal. You're not going to get anywhere. So I think there's a few lessons to, to learn on this. One, we all need to work together. Secondly, this was an organic uh Organic uprising, as you would, of people that just said, we love our shore, we love our ocean, um, we, we don't want to lose it. And there were so many rallies, so many people that were supportive, people raised money, organizations were formed um, as we went along and we became stronger and stronger. And we knew what we had to do, which was to hold them up. They're bleeding money. The money that they're bleeding is not all their own, it's taxpayer dollars. They were subsidized over and over again, federal subsidies, state subsidies. We're actually trying to track that now and how much the taxpayer lost on this terrible, awful project. You know, I've seen a lot of bad projects in my day, but usually there's some redeeming factor. There's something good. Um, in this project, there was nothing. Whether it's what it did to the fishermen and destroying their industry, what it would do to tourism and the beauty of our ocean, what it did to the whales and dolphins, the national security by having millions of acres of thousands of wind turbines that are over a thousand feet tall, um, what it would do to our utility rates. Our utility rates were going to go up multiple times, two times, three times, four times as much or more. Uh, and this is something, all this stuff, the company admitted was true. Um, it, it really bad stuff. And worst of all, in a way, is having foreign countries control our energy just to weaken us that much more. I want a strong America. I want a good America. And, and this was contrary to all that. So it was a good day. And we achieved the impossible, all working together. But we have more work to do. Atlantic Shores is still out there, which is another company. They were farther behind in this process than was Orsted, but we've got to keep going. We've got to keep the signs up. We've got to keep the rallies up. We've got to keep the lawsuits up, um, and we're doing work in Congress, which in a relatively short period of time, I'll reveal more of that, but we're working hard in Congress. We're going to have a, a committee hearing uh, in natural resources. We're going to lay all of which is so wrong about this out, um, we are also um, working on legislation as well, and we're, we're pushing hard. You don't give up. You fight hard, and sometimes you're rewarded for that. Yeah, well said, uh, Congressman Van Drew. Well said. By the way, it was good seeing you Saturday morning in Gloucester County for that big Republican event. It was, it was uh, uh, a lot of enthusiasm. Fun. How much energy was there, huh? Oh, yeah. That was you great. You could have stuck a match in the air, and it would have just gone up in flames <laughs> without even striking it. You know, people are ready. You know, there's a movement out there. People are tired of the same old stuff. They're tired of being taxed to death. They're tired of having things taken away from them that they want and things shoved down their throat that they don't. I mean, just imagine this governor, all the stuff with the wind turbines, and then giving taxpayers' money to them, and then giving the ratepayers' money, taking subsidies that were supposed to help ratepayers and giving it to the corporation. I mean, and, and then the idea that, you know, they tried to float the idea of, you know, no gas stoves anymore in New Jersey, and one of the worst is by 2035, you wouldn't be able to have an internal combustion engine uh, vehicle in the state of New Jersey. That's something else that has to be stopped. We have a lot of work to do. People are tired and worn out. There is a new vision of a conservative populism, which is, you know, a, a, a conservative, but that also cares about keeping Social Security intact, cares about Medicare for our seniors, cares about our country, our environment. Um, and, and 
we need, they need the people that are doing the same old thing, whether in the Senate or the House or in the governor's mansion, need to know that the times are changing. Yeah, the times are changing. And this, this windmill defeat for Murphy and for a lot of other people today, I'm so proud of all the people up and down the Jersey Shore who, who worked hard on this. Uh, and you're right, you commercial fishermen, the people the Save Our Shores, I mean, people had shirts made, hats made, there were rallies, there were protests, people got arrested. Uh, this was a grassroots movement. And a lot of uh, your colleagues in, in Congress and also in the state legislature worked really hard on this as well. And I think it says something. When people come together, they, they can defeat, as you put it in your press release, David beats Goliath here. I mean, it was really a truly David beats Goliath moment. No question about it. Rich, you know, people come to me all the time and say, Jeff, we appreciate what you're doing, but this is a done deal. I've heard that before in my time in in government and politics. And I said, you know what? And I I meant it. And I saw, I I love that comparison. Um, You know, I said when David and Goliath met out in that field, and everybody said, my God, David is going to die. He's done. This was this huge behemoth of a man. And, you know, all David had was a slingshot, but he was focused. He was focused. And through all that armor that they had on there, he hit him right square in the middle of the head, knocked him down and killed him. That's what happened during this project. We can accomplish anything. People should not give up um, if you are focused and you're willing to work and you're willing to take a strong stand. And you got a, and you got a nice shout-out from former President Trump, who said, congrats to a truly great congressman, Jeff Van Drew, for his perseverance and success in defeating the horrendous Orsted Ocean Wind 1 and 2 projects, which were to be built off the coast of South Jersey. This monstrosity required massive government subsidies and ultimately just didn't work. The whales, which are dying in record numbers because of these wind scams, are very happy tonight. Way to go, Jeff. The people of New Jersey love you. That's quite the tweet there, Congressman. Hey, I love them back. And it was quite the tweet. And uh, he's a good man. And, you know, I know sometimes people think he's too blunt or they don't like anything he says or or what some of the things he says or tweets out. I'm going to tell you one thing. I've spent a lot of time with this man. He has boundless energy, and he loves the United States of America. Believe me, Rich, why would he go through this if he didn't love the United States of America? They're putting him through human hell, but he really believes in this country. So I tell people, sometimes people say, oh, I don't like some of the things he says, or I don't like his style, you know? I said, this isn't about style. This is about the future of our republic. Look where we are now, internationally, and nationally compared to where we were just a few years ago. It makes me sick to my stomach. Um, We we are a weak America now, um, and our Americans aren't weak, but our federal government, our administration is weak. We have to change that. We need to be a strong America. We need to be focused. We need to be willing to stand up for what's right and to keep the shining city on the hill. Well said. Congressman Jeff Andrew, thanks for your hard work on this. I'm sure there's more fights to come, my friend, but uh, I, I know you'll be doing a great job for us. We appreciate it. I appreciate you, Rich. Thank you so much. The Rich Zioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, a lot of other stuff to get to today, including, obviously, what's going on with the border, what's going on in Israel, uh, Pennsylvania politics. Don't forget, we got a big election coming up next week in Pennsylvania as well. The entire New Jersey legislature's on. Congressman Scott Perry is going to join me at 340 today. Uh, so we got a lot. We got a lot to chat about uh, going on. But I, I, you know, this this whole issue of the wind turbines and, you know, all the shows we did at the Grand Hotel of Cape May and these amazing people that would come up in hats and T-shirts they had made up the grassroots effort of this. Yeah, look, it, you need to have voices in Congress. You, you need to have voices in the state legislature. You need county officials, mayors, town council people up and, and up and down the Jersey coast. They were they were joined in speaking out against this. And, and I knew the tide was turning, no pun intended, when you had the leadership in the Democrat Party of New Jersey, the state Senate president and the state assembly speaker, both coming out and questioning all the subsidies to Orsted, questioning the whales, not saying they were against the project because 
The Democrat Party right now is still owned by the wacko green movement. And so the Democrat Party doesn't want to cross them. But what they did was they started raising questions. You know, well, maybe we need to talk about some things and think about what the corporate media did the entire time. The entire time the corporate media was out there saying there's no evidence the whales and the dolphins are dying because of the wind turbines. None. They just kept saying none. They dismissed it. And this goes into a lot of what I'll talk to Senator Rand Paul about later in the show, because it reminds me very much of what they did with the lab in Wuhan. Remember early on in the early days of COVID when they came out and they said there's no evidence that this virus came from a lab? There was no evidence at the time that it didn't come from a lab, but the intelligentsia made that conclusion. And then, of course, the corporate media, big tech and the uh, the unholy tried, as I call them, and the government all said the same thing over and over again. They did the same thing with the wind turbine project. They came out and they said there's no evidence whatsoever that the whales and dolphins are dying because of the wind turbines. And people turned around and said, yeah, but there's no evidence that they there's no evidence to point to the fact that they aren't dying from wind turbines. You're not presenting us with any evidence. It's like they had no evidence back then that that it was an undercooked bat burger that started covid. And they had no evidence now that the whales and dolphins were dying of other causes. They just said so. And because the corporate media and big tech, with the exception of Twitter these days, is all in on that, they would just write stories like that. There's no evidence, blah, 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 blah. And they would mock it and poo-poo it. Same thing they did with the Wuhan lab stuff. Same thing. And then we find out as time goes on the truth. And Michael Schellenberger deserves a great compliment, too, because they worked on this documentary, which really did show the science of this, that showed the science and how the whales were, were being impacted, the sonar mapping, and that the sonar mapping that was being done was interfering with the whales and the dolphins and driving them crazy. And that's what absolutely was leading them to go into ship propellers and and to die, thinking that they were fleeing prey. So the science was there. It was always there because common sense was always there, too. I grew up going to the Jersey Shore. Maybe you did as well. 76 dead whales. I don't remember a, a, a single summer my entire life ever seeing a dead whale on a beach growing up. in the. Every summer I went to the Jersey Shore as a kid. I don't remember a single dead dolphin. These things were becoming commonplace in the state of New Jersey. But this is a great lesson, even beyond New Jersey. It's a great lesson in how the intelligentsia works, right? So they, they decide the narrative. They ignore any evidence to the contrary. And they tell you that water is not wet. And you're supposed to believe them because that's what they've told you. So because they wanted these wind turbines to happen and they're all in on renewable energy, any evidence to the contrary. For example, the fact that it would not be efficient, A, you'd have to convert it from low voltage to high voltage. The fact that it was killing marine life, mammals, endangered species like the North Atlantic right whale. We have the North Atlantic right whale organization coming out and saying this project needs to stop. And Republicans started calling for a moratorium just to see what was going on. And the left rejected that. The left hated the idea of that. They hated the notion of that. They said, no, we don't even want to do that. We don't even want to take a break to take a look and see what's going on here and see whether or not this is what's causing the dead whales and dolphins. They were unwilling to do that. And that's what happens. And then everybody tells you what the truth is. They tell you what the science is. They, they tell you what the reality is. And you're supposed to go along with it. I, and this is also very similar to what they do with the transgender movement with children. Right? They tell you that little kids, boys can be girls and girls can be boys and there's nothing to see here and don't question it. And if you think it might be something else, if you think it might be mental illness, if you think it might be something to do with the fact that these boys and girls might be doing this for attention or maybe there's, there's, there's drug abuse involved. Or, nope, you cannot entertain any of those ideas. They have decided and it's, the reason is because they have an agenda. So with the case of the wind turbines, it was the agenda is let's get those windmills built. Doesn't matter. Dead whales, dead dolphins, destroying the, the view of the Jersey Shore, destroying the economy, tourism, the hell with it. Doesn't matter. We got to do it. Ignore any evidence to the contrary. COVID, we got to cover up our gain of function research, which led to this pandemic. And we got to protect China and the fact that we paid for this virus. So tell everybody it was an undercooked bat burger with a side of pangolin fries and a, what was it, a, a dog wolf, not dog wolf, what the hell was it meant to say? Is it a raccoon dog? Yes, a raccoon dog aioli, right, on top of the burger. 
And that was it. And that was the end of it. And you just had to go along with that and not question it. And then because they want everybody to believe that it's perfectly normal for children to be able to just have a different gender identity than their biological sex, you can't question any other motives, which is why they don't want parents to know what's going on in schools. Because as a dad, I'd want to say, let's figure out what the hell's going on here. Why my daughter thinks she's a boy and I'd want to figure this out. But you're not allowed to because it breaks the narrative. And this is why the government controls information. This is why over the last couple of years, you and I have had these conversations over and over again about misinformation. And we've heard from the government and corporate media and big tech about the need to control misinformation. And what is misinformation? It's anything that goes against the narrative that they want you to believe and follow, period. That's why they have they wanted to create that Ministry of Truth, that misinformation board with that whack job failed musical singer Nina Jenkowitz, which they're still doing, by the way. They're just doing it a little more clandestine. It's also why they now say that your thoughts are considered critical infrastructure so that they can be able to control the words that you say and your thoughts, literally your thoughts, like the thought police. Because whatever their agenda is, you cannot have contradictory opinions to it. They tell you the COVID shot is effective, then that's it. You can't question. You can't talk about side effects. You can't talk about myocarditis. They shut you down. Anything that they don't like. You want to question climate change? Good luck. They'll shut you down. They'll sue you. They'll sue the oil companies for putting out misinformation. Hunter Biden laptop, if you say it's, it's not Russian disinformation, well, then that's considered misinformation even though that was literally the government doing misinformation and then calling it disinformation. So th- this is the battle that we're in right now. The battle that we're in is in a battle for truth. And it's, a, it's about a, a battle for you to be able to express your opinion and for you to hear competing ideas in the public square. Because ultimately, that's what the First Amendment is about. It's not just about you saying things. It's about you hearing things, being allowed to challenge ideas and hear new ideas and hear new opinions. And that is a great danger to the left because it's a danger to tyranny. It's why freedom of speech does not exist in tyrannical regimes. It cannot. You can't have it because you challenge the orthodoxy. You challenge the fact that the, the regime cannot provide for the masses the way that they say they can, and they cannot allow that. By tyranny, there's no freedom of speech. You're not going to find it in China. You're not going to find it in Cuba. You're not going to find it in Venezuela. You're not going to find it in China or any of these other countries around the world, North Korea, I mean, I could go on, but you get the point. And the fact is that sadly it's happening in America more and more, and it's a fight. And it's a fight because we're up against the unholy triad of government, corporate media, and big tech, with the exception of Elon Musk and Twitter, fighting every day to control the narrative and to suppress challenging the narrative. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. But this was a great win. So my congratulations to everybody who is involved in stopping these, the, the, the Orsted project. Now on to stop the project outside of LBI. But I was off the last two days. I told you we moved houses. And we've been preparing for this move for a while. And, and, and I tell you what, moving is overwhelming. I'm exhausted. No sleep. We're still unpacking boxes. And it's just and it's total, with three kids, total S show. But anyway, I had Emmons over to take a look at the new house a couple weeks ago. And they looked at what we needed. So first of all, the house had four skylights that were very old and were leaky. And Emmons came in and in one day replaced all four of them. Gorgeous skylights with these built-in shades. He just hit a button and the shades come down automatically. Gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. And then they took care of the roof repairs that I needed. And they're going to be back for for some more work because I'm going to get some gutter guards in because I I don't I can't clean gutters. I'm not you think I'm getting on a ladder, please. If I if I got on a ladder, there would be my brain would be splattered on the sidewalk in no time. You know that I can't I can't change oil in my car, let alone get on a ladder, scoop out leaves. So but that's the point, though. Emmons is your one stop destination for everything for your home. So our old home, which we loved, Emmons did great work for that home. And. Let's see, the first time we moved into that house in 2017. So think about it, it's 2023. So six years later, and I'm still using Emmons for all the home improvement projects that I need. What does that tell you about the company? It tells you that, that I trust them. They're honest. First call when I see something I need with the house is like, I, I just call Matt Kelly and I say, Matt, I need you guys out here. And then they come and they take care of it. Roofing, siding, 
windows, and Evans Remodeling, new bathrooms, new kitchens. And since I had them do the bathroom and kitchen in my old house, we're going to need the bathroom remodeled in this one. So Emmons will be all over it as well. They are truly the Delaware Valley's one-stop shop for all your home improvement needs. So call them today, 856-556-3229. 856-556-3229 for a free estimate. You can even visit the Emmons Remodeling Showroom in Cherry Hill. And they serve our entire region. Just go to EmmonsRoofing.com, EmmonsRoofing.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Alrighty. Busy, busy show today. Congressman Scott Perry is going to join us. Uh, a little bit later, Senator Rand Paul is going to be on the show. His new book is out, Deception, the Great COVID Cover-Up. I'll also ask him about the, the war on truth, the war on information, kind of the general theme here. But it's a, it's the, the Orsted thing is a, is a huge, huge win for all of us. It really is. And I'm so proud of everybody who worked hard on this together. I think it's fantastic. I really believe that. Uh, 855-839-1210 if you want to weigh in. Today, you know, and Murphy's upset. This is a a big problem for him politically. Let me just step back here for a second and say this is a huge problem for King Philip the Unaccountable, his royal rugness. And I'll tell you why. Uh, Have you noticed Joe Biden is missing? Like the guy's been kidnapped or something. I don't even know where he is. I don't. Is he around? Have we seen the president? Is the president still at the beach? No idea. All day long, briefings from the White House, the Pentagon about Israel and Gaza, nothing from the president. I don't know where the guy is. Probably building a sandcastle still in Delaware. We're getting the sand out from his toes, maybe getting the lime residue off his fingers. I don't know. I don't know. But he's not. This is not a guy who's running for president. Because in the middle of this, this war in the Middle East, and the guy's nowhere to be found. And just common sense tells me, please, listen, if you're running for president, you're, you're, you're out there every chance you get being a wartime president and you're using this politically and he's not. And yet Gavin Newsom's everywhere with his lush hair. He uses so much. The carbon footprint of, of Gavin Newsom's hair is about 44,000 tons of carbon, whatever they use to measure it. Cause all the oil and gel and grease that's used to keep that quaff together. Anyway, Newsom's everywhere. It just tells me that Joe Biden is not going to be the, the, the Democrat nominee. And I keep saying this and I've been saying it for a while. So then who will be? And Murphy wants it to be him. Remember, he was the ambassador to Germany before he was governor of New Jersey. And he was as useless there as he is as governor of New Jersey. But he's going to he wants to be president. Phil Murphy wants to be president, just like Gavin Newsom wants to be president. These are two guys with massive egos and they they think they can do it. And if Biden steps aside or tomorrow, Biden just, you know, they bury him in, a, in the beach and you bury people up to their heads and he just can't get out. They would run in a heartbeat. But Gavin Newsom got windmills done. I mean, there are massive wind farms in California. They're not off the ocean, but they are in the desert. They are in the 
the Los Angeles National Forest. I mean, there's there's gazillions of these things. He's banning electric vehicles. Murphy's banning electric vehicles. Uh, Newsom's going after your gas stove. And Murphy's going after your gas stove. You see the way these two whack jobs, they have to outleft each other all the time. But at the same time, they have to pretend like they're also centrist, which is why Phil Murphy vetoed the turnpike toll hike. And that's why Gavin Newsom recently vetoed a piece of legislation that would have said that custody issues around trans kids have to be, the parent has to be willing to embrace the kid's gender identity uh, or not have custody of their kid. And Newsom vetoed that legislation because he wants to show people he's a centrist. So this way, and he's not. But if he has to run in Ohio or Michigan or wherever else, he can say these things. This is what's happening. So this loss of this massive, epic wind farm off the shore of New Jersey is a huge loss for Murphy's political career. It really is. You can't underestimate this. And that's why he put out this statement yesterday. Today's decision by Orsted to abandon its commitment to New Jersey is outrageous and calls into question the company's credibility and competence. As recently as several weeks ago, the company made public statements regarding the viability and progress of the Ocean Wind One project. In recognition of the challenges inherent in large and complex projects, my administration, in partnership with legislative leadership, insisted upon important protections that ensure New Jersey will receive $300 million to support the offshore wind sector should Orsted's New Jersey projects fail to proceed. I have directed my administration to review all legal rights and remedies, blah, 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 blah. Now, the state has already kicked in a ton of cash, and the feds have already kicked in a ton of cash. This is the cylindra of of wind. It's the cylindra of Phil Murphy's administration. It's a massive failure, massive failure, after billions of dollars of public funds being bankrolled here. And a lot of other people were consulting on these projects, and it's a, it's a big loss for them, too. It's a huge loss for them. But it's a, it's a big win. It's a, it's a big win for common sense, for the Jersey Shore, and a defeat for the left, for the environmental whack job left, which is, I mean, it's, I'm just repeating myself when I say those words. And don't need to say them all together because they all flow just so seamlessly. They flow. And wind doesn't work anyway. It's not even effective. And it wouldn't have done a damn thing for climate change. Even if you believe climate change is happening and that, that we are all doomed, the wind turbines are not going to save you. So, But for Murphy's political career, he wanted to be able to debate Newsom and stand up there on a stage and say, ha, ha, I built the world's largest ocean farm. <laughs> look at me. Look at New Jersey. Look at those beautiful wind turbines. Bigger than the Eiffel Tower. How gorgeous. Thousands of them. And now he can't say that. And he doesn't like that. And if everything goes our way, we can kill the project in Long Beach Island too. Kill that project, save LBI, and then end this nonsense. End it once and for all. But the fact that we even have to have this conversation, the fact that after all these dead whales and dolphins have washed up, and we have to have this conversation about how science, the government decides what the science is by saying the following words. No scientific evidence to say the whales and the dolphins were dying because of the windmills. There's no scientific evidence to say that they aren't. But all, all they have to do, all the intelligentsia has to do is just say whatever they want. There's no scientific evidence the virus came from a lab. There's no evidence that it didn't at the time, but they said that anyway. There's no evidence that the whales and dolphins are dying from the wind turbines. There's no evidence that they aren't. But it doesn't matter. See, it's how you phrase things. And you phrase it that way. And then, in, and then everybody has to conform. And this is what they do. Congressman Scott Perry is going to be my, my guest. We're going to talk about a lot of things going on in the House Freedom Caucus. He's the chair. And uh, a lot going on internationally, of course. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Coming right back. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. All right, welcome back. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210. Congressman Scott Perry is the chair of the House Freedom Caucus. He also represents Pennsylvania's 10th Congressional District. Congressman, thanks for making time for me today. I appreciate it. How are you? Well, I'm glad to be with you, Rich. And uh, look, it's an interesting time for members of Congress, but for Americans all across the uh, all across the land as well. There's a lot going on. 
There's a lot going on. Let's start with Israel. Let's start with the, uh, the, the latest resolution to condemn the terrorist attacks by Hamas, the, the bill. You got a lot of nuts in Congress, a lot of de- I mean, they're Democrats, but got a lot of pro-Hamas yeah. uh, lunatics in the, in the House of Representatives. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a problem. And I know that the Democrat Party refuses, doesn't want to acknowledge it, but they placate it over there. They allow it. They countenance it. They it, it, it just exists there. And and they don't say much about it. But you see the votes. They are what they are. You're either for the terrorists that murder you know, little babies, innocent, innocent babies in their crib and, and, uh, and, and young ladies and, and take them and rape them and, and shoot the, shoot the men and all that stuff. You're, you're either, you're either pro that or you're against that. And unfortunately, in, in literally in the halls of Congress, we got some folks that don't see a problem with that because, uh, it's Israel. And as usual, it's just going to be the persecution of the Jews. And we said never again, but, you can see the seeds of it are uh, have been sown, and uh, that whole sentiment is alive and well, unfortunately, in the halls of Congress. Yeah, it really is amazing to me. And, and I'm, I'm just, you know, for years we heard all these people talk about how uh, words hurt and words are, are, are terrible and they wanted to censor speech and they wanted to do all these things. And now they're out there on college campuses saying some of the most vile things. And you've got the, these Democrats cheering them on. I don't. The White House doesn't even really condemn any of this in their own Democrat Party. I mean, that, that's the shocking part about this. Biden's nowhere to be found. Where is the president, by the way, Congressman? Has anyone checked on him? Is, is he around? Is he anywhere? Uh, I don't know. I'm hoping he didn't get a hammer at the at the uh, hardware store and he hit <laughs> his phone and his computers to get rid of the the 80,000 emails that, uh, the unauthorized emails that have been located, you know, he might've taken a, taken a cue from Hillary Clinton on that, but I'm not sure where he is. <laughs> well, let's talk about that for a moment, because I guess now you're the chairman, uh, chairman Comer has come out and he said, they found more emails. They're tying the money to Joe Biden. I mean, the corruption here is just, it's completely unavoidable at this point. Everybody's learning more and more about it. And yet the entire time that this happens, uh, it, it's, it's ignored by the corporate media. No, no surprise there. Are we going to get to the bottom of all this, you think, finally? I don't know if we'll ever get to the bottom of all of it because every single rock we turn over, there's a new set of snakes underneath it that are bigger and more numerous than we had imagined. But it is frustrating that, as you say, the corporate, the Main Street, the establishment media just refuses to cover it. And, you know, whether it's the emails or a check that says loan on it for $200,000 that can literally be traced right back to the foreign entity that wrote it. Uh, and the media says, well, it's just a loan. You know, when people give uh, their family members loans, what's the big deal? And you try and tell them it's not going to say for bribery in the memo. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, come on, help me out here. I mean, who, who gets a $200,000 loan? with for nothing, with no prospect of ever paying it back and no interest in ever paying it back. We get the joke. He was being paid. They called it a loan so that no one would trace it, so there wasn't any tax on it. We, we, we get it. But, uh, you know, the, the, these folks in corporate media can't be bothered to talk about it. Yeah, everybody sees it right now. The other question I wanted to ask you, Congressman Scott Perry, while I have you on the phone here, and I appreciate your time, uh, the, the the whole issue with with um, the the two wars here that are going on we we have the Middle East we still have Ukraine the White House is still insisting on tying aid to both things I appreciate the fact that the new speaker is calling for up or down votes I appreciate the fact that we are looking for cuts if we're gonna if we're gonna give aid to Israel we got to find that money from somewhere we can't just go pluck the money tree in the backyard. And I think Americans are tired of this idea that we just have $100 billion lying around and we can say, here you go, send it overseas. Go ahead. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Uh, you know, the, the, the White House is very desperate to send more money to Ukraine. I don't know if that's to, uh, to get rid of evidence or what their, you know, <laughs> what their fealty to Ukraine is. But suffice it to say, they want it desperately and they know if they tie it to Israel that uh, they're likely to get it. And we think that there should be a vote on each one, let each one stand on the merits. But at the same time, the context of all this is, is that 
We're borrowing money, whether it's for Ukraine or whether it's for Israel. We're borrowing this money. We don't have this money sitting in the bank account like, you know, well, we don't really know what to do with it, so we'll just spend it here. There's none of this money exists. So what we're saying is if we're going to spend the money on Israel or Ukraine, and I happen to agree with helping our allies in Israel, but we got to make choices because we don't have the money. So let's choose something that we don't need. And, you know, in my mind, I, I, I love the speaker's selection. I advocated uh, for, for this policy. If the Democrats and the left want to go out and argue that we need more our IRS agents and that's going to solve the ills of the United States of America, let them go make the case that we should have more IRS agents and let the terrorists in Israel run rampant. Let them make that case. Yeah, let them make that case is exactly right. I I would love to hear them try to make that case. The other thing, too, that I I think is just absolutely mind boggling to all of this, too, is that when we we talk about all these issues with you on the Senate side now, you've got everybody uh, looking to say that Ukraine aid is essential. It has to be there. It has to be there. There's no blueprint. There's no battle plan here. There's no end date. There's none of these things. And unfortunately, a lot of the people pushing this are Republicans. I mean, like McConnell, for example, is out there saying these things. Yeah. You know, I mean, at least. Well, I thought you said it. Uh, Go ahead. I thought you said it was Republicans. But, <laughs> but I digress. No, look, I, I, agree, I agree with you. There's no mission statement. We don't know the end state that we're shooting for. There's no oversight. There's no inspector general. And, and we just had the uh, Zelensky administration, as it were, come out and say that the fraud and the corruption and the thievery is rampant. Well, whose money do you think they're taking? They're not taking Europe's because Europe's not giving them much. They're taking all of ours, and we're the rubes that uh, want to give it to them. Like I said, maybe it is for munitions, but maybe it's actually to uh, to make sure that all the evidence is destroyed. Yeah, well, I think you're right about that. I mean, it's very. It, it, remember, they. I mean, they impeached Donald Trump over a phone call. They impeached the president over a phone call because of Biden's corruption. They're obviously very, very worried about things coming out here. That's clearly obvious. But Biden's also taken, I mean, he's compromised by Russia, too. Putin's making a lot of money off this war. We've talked about that. And the mayor of Moscow's wife gave Hunter Biden, what was it, $12, $13 million? So it's not, it's not like Putin right. is going hungry right now during all this. People need to remember that. Yeah, their economy is doing pretty well. And, of course, it's doing pretty well because our, ours is faltering. Because the first thing that uh, President Biden did, literally the first day in office, was stop domestic production of energy, which only helps Russia. They, they can sell it around the globe, and they don't care about sanctions, and neither does Iran, neither does China. And so they're flush with cash, able to prosecute the war. Meanwhile, my constituents and the people in your community can't afford gasoline for their car to get to work, can't afford their groceries, can't afford to pay their electricity bill. Credit card debt is the highest ever in history. Get a, get a clue, President Biden. Uh, you're not helping us. You're helping our enemies. Yeah, ex- exactly. And, and when I hear people say that Biden has nothing to do with gas prices, it just makes me laugh, considering how output of oil in this country is down. Pennsylvania, which we could be the leading natural, you know, liquid natural gas exporter for the world. We could be supplying the world. But again, the Democrats are fighting that, too. This is the problem with with the Democrat Party. I mean, they they hate energy. We had a big defeat of the wind turbine project. Thank you for your help in that as well. I just talked to your colleague, Congressman Jeff Van Drew, about it. That was a big win. Yep, he's excellent. It was yep, it was great. A huge win. We, but we but we can't stop there because that's all just craziness. But like you said, we could be supplying the world. But I got to tell you, we won't even supply our neighbors in the New England states. We're in Pennsylvania. We can't ship our gas to them. So they got to buy it from Russia. They re- literally bring in Russian tankers uh, with with natural gas in them because, A, we don't make the ships because of a thing called the Jones Act, and, B, because the Democrats and the left won't allow us to sell our own countrymen our own natural gas. It, they, they are against the, the energy that has made the United States of America the premier country on the planet. Well, as a member of the House Oversight Committee, it gives me hope that we can get to the, to, to the heart of Biden's corruption. But you just made a point, though, I don't, I don't want to just let go. You mentioned the Jones Act, and you're exactly right. And that does, people don't talk about that enough, Congressman Perry. And I think that could go a long way towards making things better by reforming that. Well, I'll tell you, that's, that's one of the things that if you mention that in Congress, 
especially as a Republican, boy, you'd think it was like the second coming is about to happen. Everybody <laughs> runs for the hills, and they, and they act like somebody just set them on fire. This thing's been around, you know, for whatever, 150 years or whatever, and, uh, uh, it, it, you know, it's archaic policy that keeps on putting the United States behind the rest of the global market. They all love to say we live in a global economy, except for when it, uh, it, it gores the uh, sacred ox of organized labor. Then, then we're not in a global economy. Then, uh, then, then everybody else has to pay extra so that uh, union bosses uh, can, can live high on the hog. It's time that Americans do well as opposed to coastal elitists and those who connected tightly with the Democrat Party. Yeah, bravo. Well said on that. Well said. Uh, all right, before I let you go, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the FBI here. Uh, Senator Rand Paul is going to join me later in the show. He asked a great question, which is, you know, what's been the FBI's involvement with Twitter? And they were basically acting as one. As a member of the House Oversight Committee, Congressman Scott Perry, and also as the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, the weaponization of government is real. I feel it. You feel it. We got moms afraid to speak at school board meetings. Everybody feels the threat of this government. What can we do to disentangle the government with with big tech and and this and, and, and to push back against this weaponization against the American people? Because guys like you, guys like me, guys who love freedom, people that have Betsy Ross flags and MAGA hats and don't tread on me shirts. We're suddenly the domestic terrorists. Yeah, exactly. And of course, the biggest thing that we can do collectively is is hire a president that's going to fire everybody in the Department of Justice that has anything to do with this and probably as a general purpose, just fire half of them anyhow and make them reapply for their jobs and see which side uh, they're on. That'd be number one. But in the meantime, Congress is not absolved of their responsibility to do right by the American people. And the power we have, the only real power we have is to take their money from them. We are working on what's called the Commerce, Justice and Science Spending Bill. It's an appropriations bill. It's one of the 12 that we're trying to pass. And that thing should be cut to the bone. These folks should have no money uh, to spend on, on things like uh, spying on Americans that have the audacity to go to a school board meeting or to protest a, uh, an abortion clinic because they should be fighting crime. And, of course, you know, they're not paying attention. They didn't see this thing in Israel coming. The FBI is, is in every corner of the globe. They're not just in the United States. And they're focused on the wrong things, which means they have too many of our resources. We need to focus them very clearly on the threat, and the threat is not us. Yeah, the threat is not us. Exactly right. Well said. Congressman Scott Perry, always a pleasure. Keep up the good work, my friend, and come back and talk to us again. Well, thank you so much. God bless you and your audience. The Rich Zioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All right, and uh, speaking of whack jobs in Congress, there is a, a lot of people out there who are pushing back, trying to push back against the, the nuts Here's one. Here's a Muslim immigrant who is running to unseat Ilan Omar, who speaks out from Israel. And she's running in Minnesota. Republican, uh, a Republican candidate in Minnesota is obviously uh, it's a big win. I mean, if you can get this seat of this district, if you can unseat her, it'd be fantastic. This is Dahlia Al-Akidi running to unseat Representative Ilan Omar. And she called her the number one anti-Semitic lawmaker in the United States. Cut three. Um, Sadly, Minneapolis became very well known to Israelis, not because of its great food or great scenery or great music, but it's known as a ground zero for anti-Semitism in the United States, led by Ilhan Omar, which is number one uh, anti-Semitic uh, lawmaker in the United States. So I came here to show my support and solidarity with the Jewish people, explaining to them and telling them that we, the people of Minnesota's 5th District, we are not like her. We support the Jewish people and we are fighting the same fight. What I've seen is, is, is uh, I, I cannot explain. I just came uh, back from uh, uh, Bets, I've seen the atrocities of Hamas terrorists. I've seen the houses, the burnt houses. Uh, uh, you can smell it. It's it's a place of destruction. And whoever says that Hamas is, or, or these people are freedom fighters, no, 
Freedom fighters don't do that. Freedom fighters don't hunt kids, don't hunt women and elderly from house to house and room to room. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. I bear witness to what happened in, in, in the kibbutz. So that's why I'm here to say, no, this is not fake news. There you go. Good for her. Hope she wins. It'd be great to get rid of these uh, these anti uh, anti Semites in the House. Uh, big show still to come. Congressman, uh, Senator, Senator Rand Paul, uh, Senator, State Senator Ed Durr. We got a lot to chat about. Your thoughts? Uh, let me know how you feeling about the fact that the Orsted Wind Project is dead. You feeling good? You deserve it. You deserve the victory lap. I want to tell you, you know, my friends at Cherry Hill Volvo. I am so grateful for all their support. Over the years, and the message from my friend Judith Krupnik is clear. Cherry Hill Volvo strives to be the number one Volvo dealer in the Philadelphia market. It's something the entire Cherry Hill Volvo team works for every single day. You get the absolute best customer experience. They really work hard to provide the luxury experience you deserve. And it also means pairing you with the perfect Volvo. That means that whether it's a brand new or certified pre-owned Volvo, they have a vast selection of inventory to choose from. And it's truly remarkable just how many Volvos they have available in stock because these are beautiful, beautiful cars. And you don't get to be a certified pre-owned Volvo uh, very easily. You got to go through an extensive, extensive inspection program. And it comes with a warranty, a very, very uh, excellent warranty to cover you. And Judith is very particular. So if that car is not right, it's not going to be on the Cherry Hill Volvo uh, property, period. So you know you're going to be in good hands if you go with a certified pre-owned Volvo. And of course, they offer incredibly competitive pricing, and they will work to find you every advantage and opportunity to get the best deal. Cherry Hill Volvo is the most accessible Volvo dealer to Philly and South Jersey, right across the bridge. Judith, Yosef, and the entire team look forward to meeting you. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships really do matter. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.